Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We are a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. And we're just four passengers on this runaway train waiting for a light to stop us. And we're playing a very long movie watching game that you are in the middle of. And I'll talk more about that later. I'm your host, as always, Alex Falcone, recording from North Koreatown in Los Angeles. And I'm joined by an excellent panel of men in fake mustaches. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland. He talks with a heavy English accent, so he could be a fruitcake. It's Anthony Lopez. Hey, fuck you. I'm from New York. <laughs> We're all from New York today. I, there was a bomb scare in my house last night, but it turned out to just be a cantaloupe. Oh, man. Yo. Now I got to think of a new one for Ezra. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's also great. joining us today, he's the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast from the woods of Brooklyn. He just got back from the, ba- the bathroom because even great men have to pee. It's Hunter Donaldson. That's what I got. Do take. <laughs> I wish he'd had like a really high pitch, like like kind of silly, silly sneeze, a big, a big, big, sneeze, loud, high pitched sneeze. I think that would be fun. Um, oh, is that a fake mustache you're putting on Ezra? Yeah, that's it for the that's YouTube it. listeners. For the YouTube, yes, more YouTube bit. Also joining us from Northern California, he could speak English all along, and he was just messing with you. It's Ezra Fox. Oh man, there's that's that's definitely goes to the part of the movie that does not age well. Yeah, there's like some of this yeah. still good, some of this not still good. Nope. Um, enjoy, actually, enjoy, enjoy. Uh, sorting the those thing out. about a lot of the things that were bad was like, wow, that sure was the '70s. Except that's probably still what happens right now. Uh, yeah. Like the guy being like, "What? We can't say anything at work anymore." And that sounds familiar. Mm. That guy's I'll still talk, working. Talk there. to the lady cops the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there are parts that did not age as well. Um, like maybe they've been stuck in the tunnel this whole time. Before we get to the movie, though, I want to thank our meat buddies. Um, I want to thank all of our meat buddies who keep the show going by donating to our Patreon, Metreon.com, to go straight there. Um, I want to thank especially Sean, who we're going to be um, doing a segment for for the second time later today as part of Double Guilt May. But the guilt, you guys, this is news for you guys. The Double Guilt backfired a bit because Sean was so... I don't know, appreciative, tickled, or felt guilty about us doing the two segments that he increased his Patreon amount this week. Oh, no. no. Wait, so now he has double guilt also, or do we have more guilt for making him I th- pay more money? You know, money? maybe it's that thing where, like, you know, like, where revenge never ends. It's, like, only causes people to have more revenge. Oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah. guilt only breeds more guilt. You can't well, ever wait. stop it through being guilty. I mean, that's, that's really my mother's great. philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> what's, really what's really is. great about this tactic is we can see which one is more effective. As far yeah. as getting patrons. no guilt or double guilt, no guilt or double yeah. guilt. Oh, we're maybe testing it. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's so fun. Um, yeah. We also got two new meat buddies this week that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. So I do think double guilt wow, paid off man, pretty well. Want that guilt? Can we start calling them sinners? That'll help. <laughs> We can call them. <laughs> we have two new meat sinners. sinners that we'll talk about this uh, next week. Um, if you've been meaning yeah. to donate for a while, and the thing that you needed was twice as much guilt. Do you realize that if everyone keep, was just like you, the show would be over by now? Let's just like keep going through things until we find everyone's individual like king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like next month, June is bad boys. 
Oh. Dirty little bad boys. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just, just, no, just, you know. I, different kind of bad boys, I yeah, think. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're a bad boy. Oh, not out you're, there you're a dirty donating. boy. Yeah, you're a dirty boy. You're oh, so dirty not. money giving. Yeah, giving not naughty listeners. No. Junior, not naughty listeners. Naughty boys and bad boys, I think, are different demos, guys. No, I, I think. I <laughs> okay, think we'll do June and July work. then. Yeah. <laughs> naughty boys, bad boys? Yeah. I, not. I, hmm. I think All we right. got to use cowboy psychology. month on Read It and Weep. All the yeah. cowboys are donating this month. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys only, please. I want to hear those spurs. Yeah. Um, if you anyway, and, if you want to feel double guilt uh, by donating, you can do that by going to Metreon.com. And we are confused, but we appreciate everybody who helps support you, the show. You dirty, um, naughty little donator. You I know bad, you're out there. nasty, naughty, naughty no good. Oh, right. Before you're we so start bad. talking about the movie, uh, a quick uh, check in with the news. Um, the news that we have to talk about this week is going to be non-national. We're going to go with local news, specifically local <laughs> to Ezra and I. Um, so our local news is, um, some of you may have seen this. I talked about it on TikTok and Instagram this week, but I'll just want to catch you up because the book has been such an integral part uh, of the podcast and vice versa that I want to just send a quick, uh, message out to you guys. So, um, as you guys may remember, Ezra and I wrote a book seven years ago, nobody cared. And then, I mean, some of you, the listeners cared, very few people outside of this podcast cared. Um, and then, uh, I made very a video few about on this podcast cared also, to be fair. That's that is fair. Uh, I think Hunter talked about not reading it last week. Um, we did, uh, which you should feel doubly guilty about. Um, we, oh, so anyway, yeah. so back in March, February, March, I made a video about it on TikTok that went viral and we sold a bunch of copies. We sold a lot. We were briefly Amazon bestsellers and, um, we just, like a week and a half ago, got our first real check from that. It takes kind of a while. We got our first real check and we spent um, the bulk of it on normal things. You know, I bought all, I rent food, you know, I donated a mm-hmm. significant mm-hmm. portion of it to a charity uh, to help women in Texas. I have like, we've, we've done most of the stuff. I bought a bunch of stupid shit. Uh, I got a new camera that's going to help me make better TikToks. Anyway, we did most of it and we have a little bit left over that is part of the, the we, we each got our own portion, but there's a little bit that belongs to the book. Um, and, uh, I think what I said on TikTok this week, it's enough that if you saw it on the ground, you'd be like, whoa, but not enough that you'd be like, that's a drug deal. I'm not touching it. Okay. It's in that little window. That's about how much money it is. And we want to do something because we got this money from being stupid on the internet, but like with good intentions, we want to use yeah. it for something stupid and good hearted that is on the internet. And so we are, uh, taking suggestions now. So, um, I would like to hear your thoughts on what we should do with it. We have gotten some terrific suggestions. Um, my favorite thing that I saw on TikTok, somebody said we should hire a clown to go to all of Mitch McConnell's events and stand just off to the side and just wave at him. Never do anything wow. threatening, but everywhere Mitch McConnell goes, there's a clown just waving at him from a short distance. And I the love that idea. Up things that Mitch McConnell already sees, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even. Yeah, phase he it. wouldn't even notice. He's already, yeah, he already's like, oh, great! Now a clown is next to right, the right. devil. There's gonna be a clown standing next to Bill's yeah. above. I like, and like the, yeah. the clown freaking out the devil that's following him, though. Right, Where exactly. Like, he, like, the clown's not allowed to clown, talk. He can just like wave, it. and so all, he would chase everybody else off. But then somebody else suggested hiring a clown for a different purpose, and now I'm skeptical. I think that maybe they're just a, a bunch of clowns clown. on yeah. TikTok who are trying to drum up some business. That is they're a like, key tenant of clown business models, though. It's like. <laughs> really have to find someone to be a clown patron as it were 
I, yeah, somebody. I think they're just trying to drive us to be like, look, just hire a clown for whatever your purposes are. We're available most days. We love they the just work. Like, they're just like mercenaries. You can hire them to do anything now. Like I hired this clown. He great. He cleaned my clown kitchen. Mercenaries. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Clown Mercenaries is the worst thing I've ever thought of and definitely is going to be our next short film, Ezra. Oh my god, yeah. This is the book now, right? This is the new <laughs> book. This is another thing people want us to a write another sleep book. A lot of people have suggested we should take this money and write another book as if a couple hundred dollars is the only thing standing between Ezra and I and another novel. It's not right. ideas plus months and months of work. It's really just like, man, I wish someone would pay me a hundred bucks and then I would write another novel. Right. I mean, that's all you need. Obligation to strangers would do this, actually, though. I think that is extra push that I help. do need. Where it's like, it might oh, help. I don't want to let these people down. I don't know yet. I will say a lot of people have suggested I um, give it to them. I don't know why that has been a very mm. popular idea. So I, look, I, under- I, I think it's weird. I understand that it's not super relatable to say that we have extra money. I just feel like the book came from us talking about it on the show. You know, like the... TikTok was people participating in it and getting excited about it. Like it just feels like participatory money. Yeah, I mean, and a lot one, of people suggested charity already gave a, yeah. a big yeah. chunk of mine to charity. Alex, I mean, one, this is all very gauche. You're like, oh, I, I got all this money. This is, it's not look, that much money. She'll news. say it's not that much money. A lot of people are like, the, build a statue of a mummy and and no. put it in the middle of the ocean. It's like this is not what. It's not drug deal money. No, uh, but no, seriously, you should probably put it in crypto. Uh, which definitely yeah, which yeah, yeah. it's yeah. never been a better time to yeah, put it yeah. in crypto if you mention money on tiktok you will get Everyone. inundated with crypto scam uh comments like like where it's the same one a thousand times using all the characters to try and not yeah, get yeah. caught by the filter so you i've should, heard like, the suggestion from a lot of people with uh a, default icons um, print a unwrap my heart nft or mint uh unwrap my Perfect. heart mint and it, nft sure. you know Perfect. um Get it on the blockchain. Yep. Get the book um, on the blockchain. We got to do it. On the chain. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, probably our money would, because the thing about like minting NFTs now is that you do have to pay huge amounts of gas fees, I yeah. believe, which I don't totally yeah. understand how that works, but it just like costs you money for nothing. And yeah, so well, I, I believe well, we I mean, would spend our whole amount of money on making this thing that is not investable or smart. Well, here's my question. No, so that's I, not true. I that's have, not true. I, not true. I have a copy of your book, and I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can like pick it up and read it. But like, mm-hmm. when I'm in the metaverse and I want to <laughs> read your book, I'm having trouble seeing it through the VO headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you like, could make a a metaverse copy of your book, metaverse publishing. You know, so books true, yeah. you can only read I, when you're another, on the grid. You know, Facebook in the yeah. book as is is that you can't resell it for more money than you bought it for no that Which is definitely I, true it definitely loses it's like a, a car it loses 90 percent of its value as soon as you take it off the lot i've been trying to hawk your book on the street every day <laughs> yeah. i got this please, one copy i said please, it's a signed anyone, copy please take it take it off my hands anyone I'm just trying, and nobody will give me any money for it, and I want more. Yeah. People keep asking me how much. I'm like, well, I I don't remember how much I paid for it, so I want 50 bucks. <laughs> That's what I said. I said I can't remember how much I paid for it, so I need 50 bucks for profit. Would it help? Maybe if I just wrote non fungible on your book, would that help? No, because the what makes it non fungible? The blockchain, baby. You got to pay those gas fees, okay? <laughs> Where the gas fees go, and don't worry about it, baby. Okay? Can don't we, worry wait, about can we it. write non non fungible because you could turn it into other stuff? 
What? So yes, so, fungible. <laughs> yeah, not non fungible. Super fungible. It's a and yes. yeah. I mean, when I sell that book, the main thing, my main sales pitch is, if you want to funge this, go ahead. Yeah, it's yours. You Once you buy it, you fung fung whatever me. you want. Yeah, listen, everything. Go fung me. Everything in the real world is fungible. Okay? You can funge that it's, duck it's that people all, are seeing if they're on YouTube. It's all fungible. Okay. Yeah. What's great about the blockchain is it <laughs> like if I put this on the blockchain. <laughs> It Can't would no that. longer be fungible. Or, I mean, of mm. course, this would, but the token associated with it, There'd that be would a non not be fungible. Thing unless, there, yeah. of course, it was stolen or if someone... Right, well, I was going to try to use it for something fun, creative, and or helping people, but you've convinced me straight into crypto. Yeah. yeah. You got get me. Crypto, you guys bro. got me. Um, okay. you, can't spell, look, you can't spell fun without funge. Or wait, <laughs> the other way. <laughs> I think... I think... <laughs> yeah, I mean, You can't Alex... spell non-fungible token without fun. I don't know if you've been following the news, but your your um your hero and you know your namesake, the person you got your name after, Alex Jones, is having a lot of tough money issues right now. Oh, so maybe yeah. kick it down to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe if it's just an Alex fund where any other Alex could apply for some I, portion. Of too money. many Alexes, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Don't. Mm. Let's see. Same <laughs> with Alexes. Let's see. When I was growing, this is a weird thing. When I was growing up, there were almost no Alexes. I was the only well, Alex I met for maybe great, fifteen years. And now they're everywhere. And it turns out it was like one of the top 20 names of that year. And like, I just never saw them. I was in an out. I was a, I was a non-fungible Alex for a while, but now I'm yeah. funging all over the place. And we want to make sure we're defining only A-L-E-X, right? No other version of spelling of the name. No Alexander. I, if you, well, so Alex. I am tech. No, I'm technically an Alexander. I don't know. We've, no, I don't you're know an Alex. You guys this, you're but, not an Alexander. What? All right. I don't give a shit what your birth certificate says. Yeah. You are for Alex, you guys, I'm an Alex. You know, the, when I when I'm on jury duty, I'm Alexander, and that is Look, always. I don't confusing care what your mom. Calls I want to know jury duty. Alexander, angry at you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did. I was going to talk about this until we had something else to talk about, but I did jury duty this week, and it was ridiculous. Um, uh, real guilty. quick, the best part. They send, you a, they send you a form. Well, yeah, I wanted to. I didn't have to send on a jury because they brought me in for the the one for the selection. And he was like, "This is going to be 26 business days. Is it, that a hardship for anybody?" Like. You're asking if I can handle six weeks of not getting paid? Are you kidding? I laughed. It was very funny when he told me how long I was. Anyway, so I got out for hardship, but um, nice because I had pre-existing travel plans. But who can? I mean, you bring up a solid point. Who's like, oh yeah, I got nothing for six weeks, bro. Retired middle class people is a hundred percent of the jury pool, and that is not a good sign. Everything about jury duty made me feel like probably if you can avoid it, don't ever get in trouble with the law because it seems like a real shit show in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jury—that's definitely the biggest problem with the law and justice (laughs) system in this country. Every every action. Six weeks off you need for this job. Why? Why isn't it? Why? Why isn't there a very good reason to do this? Like, you know what I mean? When it comes to jury duty, why isn't there like some sort of why, why are you not incentivized to do it, though, in any way? So they do tech, in, in L.A. County, they pay you $15 a day. That's not. No, that's plus, not what I'm talking about. Plus 30 cents a mile one way. Huh. You're on your own. One way. <laughs> you just yeah. live there now. <laughs> isn't that insane? Wow. Yeah. The, uh, wow. The sheer. I can't believe if, that. I, I it really felt insulting. So many of the things they did. They well, also, but just like the whole system is just so stupid. Like they sent me a, a form, a questionnaire I had to fill out. And it's like, 
enter your name and address on here on a form that they mailed to me. On the back of that form was my name and address. And they were like, here, could you write this down? Oh, by just hand the other side. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this, they also, they ask you on the questionnaire if you're a registered sex offender, which seems like the name implies there's a registry you could check. Like, mm. why is that on the honor system? <laughs> it's a, it's please the, Google this for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's Look, the unregistered man, they, sex offenders you got to worry keep about. keep the money on the stage. You know, keep the money where it counts. <laughs> keep out on wow. the they small also, There stuff. was a sign in the jury room that was like, consider donating your stipend to jury product projects. No explanation mm. of what those are. And they're, so it's like an insultingly small amount of money. And they're like, can you please give this back? Yeah. Wait, so wait. Anyway. Quick, 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 quick. Has there been a like jazz album yet that's called Registered Sax Offender? I mean, I'm gonna guess yes, possibly from uh Parks and Rec, maybe that would be a good one for, for Ron Swanson. Oh, sax that would be um, <laughs> but I would one. not recommend it. Um, oh, yeah. it seems like this exists. Okay, I'm good. Oh, it's already Here, out let there. Me Google that for you, Ezra. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, that's the news. So please write in uh, podcast at readdeshleep.com, and I'd love to hear your suggestions on what we should do with a little bit, but not that much extra money that is not going to go to charity because it's a creative business plot proposition. What if we just set it on fire? Yeah. And oh. then chose people. It's a simple crime. Okay, chose people money to watch it get set on fire i bet yeah. you could make more money this is an interesting proposition God. actually than just do, it, it, do, money on fire do it for charity do it for charity yeah. i'm gonna light this money on fire and you have to give me money to watch and all so the proceeds like, go to so charity. it's like all right 15 dollars yeah. a ticket to watch me light a hundand dollars on fire so actually, and if i sell really 10 tickets efficient yeah yeah, it's a really efficient way of having a uh, charity fundraising event because that's basically what it is, right? You're you're paying money in order to get people to give you more money, and we could just cut We're out just... the actual doing things. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. kind of like this. This is yeah, this is very meta. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. it is a federal crime to burn money, but I do like this <sighs> idea. Can we uh, money? That... What? What can you do to money? I'm just say it is really money. Just say yeah, it's yeah. not money and wink at the camera a whole bunch. <laughs> so, like, I promise it's not really money. I would never do a federal crime. All right. Well, I was going to mm. try to keep this segment short because we have so much else to talk about. Yeah, and I did not. So we got to get into our segment two, the game. still doing stupid things for our cameras for youtube you can go to youtube.com slash alex falcon and listen to all of our episodes there and if you want also see our stupid faces while it's happening okay segment two the game as you know we're playing a year-long movie watching game where each week we move from one movie to another movie that has a sa the same actor in it and then if we get that movie to the one of the movies that we picked in our previous movie picking section that person gets some points which they can give to people whether they want them or not this con this part should have gotten easier by now and it has not i explained Today, this to friends uh uh, earlier this week, it did not. It has not gotten easier. The more times I've done yeah. you really, really got to check out this one from the beginning. This season of the show, like if you're confused, you need to watch the first one. I gotta say, though. every every year when we come up with the theme for the year, I'm like, this is the one. This mm. is the one people are gonna go ape shit over. This is this is our serial year, yeah. and uh, yeah. it, this one might not have been the one. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's been Next fun though. Year? I'm enjoying it. Next year, we're going to have Ezra kill someone. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to debate Wait, it for a whole no. season. 
can we a just eat year. cereal? Can we just eat cereal for <laughs> no, the year? No, no I like no, the new version better. We, we need the both views. allegedly. Well, that's the thing is, we're gonna have Ezra kill someone, or maybe not. Um, but we'll his cell phone will be right near the murder. Yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. important thing. Yeah. We're gonna talk about it for a full year, and then the last episode will be us just going. So um, I don't know why we did this. I don't. Did we didn't you, get anywhere. Did, we sure didn't no figure did. anything guys, out. Do you guys listen to the new season of Serial that came out a couple weeks ago? No. It's um, super interesting. Some good reporting. Made there's like a interesting story. It's from the about a story in the UK um, about and and the the ending sucks. <laughs> they didn't oh, get yeah. anything. And I was like, how? Did, this is season four. How did you get me again? Right. Your, yeah. This is your main thing. Your main thing you're known for is a compelling season that ends with. I mean, and I still got is, suckered in. That's amazing. Serial is to podcast what Stephen King is the novels. Very, very good. Well written. Very prolific. Just very bad at endings. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of yeah. like his the thing he's most famous for outside of being like one of the most famous authors in the world is that. He's never written a good ending because he doesn't play in stuff out. Same thing with Serial, yeah. right? They yeah. just sort of like start with a really good premise. <laughs> oh, and but then don't worry. Realize, everyone listening to this no episode, this. we've planned all this out, guys. We know exactly yeah. where this season's going. Yeah. Anthony we, has we a big, big plan. Somebody. Yeah, you see this like giant green screen if you're watching on YouTube behind Hunter. You think yes. that's just there for no reason? No, that was screen? there. Yes, yeah. that's going to be the Deus Ex Machina at the yes. end of the season yeah. that helps Ezra inspire and mm-hmm. murder someone. Setting yeah. up season two. Why, why do we have right. to make Setting it season, up season two? two? Why can't we just say, as part of our year long movie watching <sighs> game, Ezra might have killed someone? Can we? Yeah. Can we do any other? A better? Uh, is there a fun? Are there fun crimes? Nope, this is the one. Nope. Huh. Um, no, I mean, well, there's a kind you, of fun crime we might find out about yeah. today because, as a segue into our movie episode, um, this week we watched The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, the 1974 yeah. American crime drama film directed by Joseph Sargent, starring Walter Walter Matthau. Matthew? Walter, how does Matthau. 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 I knew what I said before I tried. Walter Matthau, who we know on this show, at least from Charade. Also, Robert Shaw, who we saw in the show in The Sting. Martin Balsam, who we saw in the show in Psycho. And most importantly, Hector Elizondo, who we saw last week in Princess Diaries. This was uh, Ezra. This was your choice, right? Uh, no, I I set it up. I didn't pick it. Oh, you set it up. But this is Hunter's, Hunter's. pick. I Hunter, it. you have selected uh, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, 174, which was Anthony. Anthony's uh, pre-selected point movie. We'll talk about the points in a bit, but um, this was a multi di- multi-week setup to get us here. Let me give you guys a quick summary in case you've not seen this movie, either of the two movies it came after it, or the book that it was based on of the same name. I need you to deliver this in because, as I alluded to earlier, this is maybe the most New York movie I have ever seen in my just the, everyone's attitude. This movie is, is so 1970s New York. Yeah, yes, exactly. This movie is walking here. So if you can give me I just a little bit of nope. I'm walking here attitude Come on. when you deliver this. Come on. I, Come on. I, I need you to give me just a little bit. Just give me a little, a little bit, bit of a little bit of pepperoni on this pizza. Oh, Every time on. you give I me a challenge you... for these, Anthony, yeah. I it hurts me because you know I can't do it. And then I you're setting me up for you. failure. Uh, Anthony believes in you. Anthony's your friend yeah, and I wants you to succeed you. and is trying to challenge you. Look, he's got to be a little bit crotchety, 
little bit short, you know. Okay, um, you guys, let me do this. Let me just let me just summarize this for you. This is the movie that we're watching here. Okay, this I'm watching men, here. The I'm four men they're wearing it. matching coats. They got hats. They got fake mustaches. They're suspiciously <laughs> gun-shaped packages. They all board the downtown six train in Manhattan at four different stops because they believe that in New York in 1974, four guys wearing the same coat would be too weird for New Yorkers. They would have freaked out. They got to get on at different stops. Otherwise, it's too obvious. Yeah, it's really good. I'm swept away. You might be thinking, are these guys part? Of improv everywhere. No, these are three the three bad guys <laughs> and one pretty good song. guy. Yeah. He's a train conductor, turn bad it's guy. Over me. And and he the, the four guys together they're gonna go hijack a train, right? Not an airplane for these guys. No, they're going on the ground. They're gonna hijack a train. They're promising to murder one hostage every minute. Do you believe this? Well, every minute they murder one hostage <laughs> until they get a million dollars. Alex Falcone, the man of two voices now. Wow. <laughs> We have a character, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, bravo. This is one of the only yeah. characters I feel like, as a Falcone, I can play that's not super <laughs> offensive. This feels like it's a thing I'm allowed to do, okay? Anyway, so they get on the train. They want to hijack. They're going to kill people. You get it. There's some back and forth over the radio. There's some classic 70s racism, chauvinism. What are these broads doing at work? You know, there's that <laughs> stuff. It's the 70s. They can't uh, believe it. I can't believe. Oh, I can't. What well, I can't say anything at work anymore. That stuff. The stuff that we're definitely over in the year 2022. And then the city, though, the city of New York. This is the crazy part. They agree to pay the money. They're like, only two people have died. That's enough. We'll pay the million dollars. We'll go ahead and do it. We'll do it in the bills you want. We'll do it as fast as you want. We'll do our best. Okay. So then the men in the, the jackets, they put the money in the coats. They put them in all just in the coats. They put the money right there. Then they take off the mustaches. Which you got to admit, a fake mustache in the seventies, a lot more effective than it would be today. At the time, <laughs> today you got to admit, you got to admit, yeah. But back then, very disguised. Anyway, so he takes off his disguisey mustache. They try to climb out the train. They slap it on the butt like a cowboy, and it like horses away. And they're like, "Yeah, we got out of this train, but and we'll fool everybody." And they fool almost everybody but a cop with a yellow tie and a little gun he's like i think they're getting out of the grate we gotta go over that grate. you know the grate when you walk in new york you don't want to step on the grate you feel like you're gonna fall in it's for getting out of the subway after you robbed it and then get shot by a cop so anyway they kill everybody except the one robber they, they get rid of the, the the loose cannon they kill the guy who's in charge and is british the or they almost kill him and then he kill he steps on the rail you get anyway they're mostly all dead <laughs> the only survivor is the innocent motor man the guy who you want to get away with it and then he can do it. He can get away with it. All he has to do is not be a complete gabagool. You know, that's all you got to do to get away with this. Just not be, not be an idiot, uh, you know? And what is – I'll just leave it there. That's, it's up to you to figure out what happens. Mm, I don't want to spoil yeah, anything. what happened. But it would just be so easy to not – to not, you know, at that point. To get away with it, very easy, you know? That's that was what very I, good. That was very, very good. I have never interrupted you. Thank I you. Really I love it. I feel like if you didn't interrupt me, I would never have gotten it back. Well, so one that, critique. Uh, one critique. <laughs> gabagool. Gabagool is a term of endearment. Oh, that's it good. It's not yeah. foolish. Everyone loves what, gabagool. What would it? What's what? a, this is a real? What's the? What's an insult? You know what the word? Ga- no, you know what gabagool is, right? No. What exactly is food? Is gabagool? It's like cold cut. Like cold cut. Like. Deli meat. Yeah. Like, oh. What the, you, you, you like never watched insult, The Sopranos? Though. Yeah, I know. Mm. From this, I just I thought it was like an idiot. But what, so what's it? What's a Sopranos insult? I don't know. Probably Anthony, you an idiot. I don't know. It's that's usually, usually I, I don't have anything. to the point. 
Yeah, yeah. They get straight a to the snitch? point. And also, there. That's a pretty big insult in the yeah. Sopranos. <laughs> a rat? You uh, could call a rat? A rat? Yeah, he yeah, doesn't want to be a rat. That's... There was also rats. It's a subway. There's a lot of rats down there. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. so um, That's taking no, power one, two, three. That well was done. literally the closest you've ever gotten to simulating what it's like to watch the movie. Yeah, I felt <laughs> like, like that was yeah. basically yeah. watching that was really... the film. That it was really pretty much that. I mean, my favorite yeah. part of the New Yorkiness of it is that uh, they've like hijacked a train and they call over the radio and the radio dispatcher is a dick to him the whole time. Yeah, right. He's never yeah, nice yeah. to the kidnapper. He's never like worried about what will happen. He's like, you fucking idiot. You're going to get your head checked out. What are you doing robbing a train? It was great. That was the best part. <laughs> I let, What's crazy about that guy is he never really grasped the situation. Like the entire movie, yeah. his opinion, if yeah. you if they stopped and was like, what do you think we should do? He would have just been like, just let them all die or whatever. Yeah. Like he <laughs> had no plan. He's just like, don't give him the money because fuck them. Like, yeah. that's all he had in his heart. And I just uh, want to also, by the way, quick sidebar, Alex, now that you've established that precedent, um, when we yep. get to happy together, you're going to have to do something very similar and it's oh, going to yeah. go really badly for you. Well, look, I don't care what you, if you want me to if you want me to sub. Uh, <laughs> If you want me to summarize, uh, uh, what was the submarine movie? If you want me to do that, it's going to sound like this. This is my only voice I've got. So if you want me to go back and summarize Battleship Potemkin, it's going to be like, so these guys get on this. They're on a submarine. <laughs> they're on a big old battleship, you know? Anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, can I, can I, please? Just, I'm going to go out there on a limb and I'm just going to say this. Uh, this movie fucks. This yeah. movie slaps. This yeah. movie is totally Kino. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. This movie is incredible. I will just ask incredible. you, next time you do that, Anthony, if, you do a run, incredible. if you do a run of hip slang like that, you should make up at least one of them. Yeah. Just throw one in the middle that is just you riffing this right there. This movie is Gabagool. This movie is totally Gabagool. This movie is Gabagool. This movie is very Shaw. It was good. Uh, whoa, whoa, wait, I, wait. What, what was, what's that, Alex? What you, you thought was good, but you, good. you weren't blown, you weren't blown away by this movie. I love no. this movie. Oh, yeah, I thought this movie was incredible. I thought the filmmaking was great. The score is incredible. Uh, this is definitely another one of those movies that we've done a few of these where it's just like you can feel this movie's fingerprints in so many movies since then. Like, hmm. it's very hard to kind of appreciate, but especially, like, the score of this movie. The way this movie is scored uh, was very, very revolutionary at the time. A lot of movies hmm. have stolen the way this score is very propulsive. It literally sounds like a train the entire time hmm. it's going. Yep. It's really yep. neat. It's very clever. Uh, I thought, like I said, the filmmaking was great. Yeah. I thought Robert Shaw is always incredible. Obvious stuff, like the criminals all having... Uh, Code names based off colors sure. is something that, like you know, Reservoir Dogs out yeah. straight up stole. Yeah, um, a lot of this stuff has been adapted. I think it is like it's still a cool premise even in today's world because even in the seventies, hijacking a subway train is a crazy, stupid idea, right. right? It literally doesn't make any sense, but that's what's like kind of fun because it's so yeah. like wildly out there. You just can't wait to see like. Okay, these guys are professionals. They obviously know what they're doing. They have a plan. Like you can't wait to see what their plan is, even if it's yeah, kind you, of you get the yeah. Un, like as know, a satisfying. viewer, yeah. I mean, it's so one thing that's weird about a movie like this is that like the old the movie I think only is interesting if you're rooting for the criminals. 
Like you have to be kind of on their side. Oh yeah, there's no way you can root for the cops in this movie. No, you can't. No way. But then also the criminals do just kind of murder some people, and it's like, well, you're not that fun. Well, but who? I mean, come on, you know who you're actually supposed to root for, which is the guy with the cold. The motorman guy. Yeah, you're rooting for the motorman. He seems like the only. Although he's also kind of like, he's sort of like, uh, uh, not clear whether he's good. Like he's like, oh, I just got framed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, not no, a he's good guy. He's clearly lying about that. He's clearly. I think he's lying, lying about that. that. And yeah. also, he's just such a dipshit right. in the end of the movie, where mm. he's like, "I got my million dollars. I'm just gonna go sit in my house and wait for someone to knock on the door." Mm. Well, you're not just sitting um, in the house. He's rolling around. He's Scrooge McDuck. Sure, he's rolling around in his pile of yeah. money, which you do, but you don't do it at your own apartment that's on file with the anyway. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this reminds me a lot of uh, what was it? Uh, Inside Man is that the bank Inside, robbery one? Yeah, Spike Lee. Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah. Like Lee. I'm like good time, interesting the whole time, but also just feels like like it, the whole point of this is what a fun crime plot, like what an interesting crime mm-hmm. I have developed that's not yeah. real, and I just like it's nice, but it just feels a little bit hollow afterwards. Like I feel like this was a very well executed genre piece, and it felt kind of like cool. Okay, yeah. this is I mean, not going to stick like with the me. I'm not. The movie's yeah. not about anything for you, I guess. It's just, maybe. I think it's about yeah. the crime and not about, I mean, like, well, especially, so this movie is a lot like Dog Day Afternoon, including referencing Gattaca. Yeah. It has James Broderick in it. It's got a lot of that same vibe to it, except in that one, the characters are so interesting that I really care about them. The leader mm-hmm. of this gang, you're just like, oh, he was a mercenary in Africa. He's like a racist colonialist. We got um, no reasons for like any, we got no motivation for anything, which is just like, I think just technically yeah. it's like really strong, yeah. right? And that everything moves really, like really well. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, it, it feels like, oh man, this is, this is a well put together thing. But they, and I think if you made this again, if you try to make this today, we, they would really try to shoehorn a lot of uh, bits and pieces about why we should care about all the, you know, what, what is this actually like representing? Like what, you know, what, why is this right. interesting conflict? Um, like, and, and I think they did that you know, inside man where it's like, it was actually about like, you know, um, yeah. like, uh, like Nazi gold theft, uh, and, right. Like at the end. Right. Yeah. And, and, but, but it's or like, like dog day afternoon, which is about like this point in American culture, right. Like, yeah. Reflected through this crime. This is yeah. just a straight up procedural genre piece. It's a procedural and genre piece. And like, I think it's really good at that. And I had a good yeah. time, but it does feel like just a little bit hollower than if it had something to say about something, or if the yeah. characters were something that I like felt more attached to. And we got so little of everybody. I mean, they're interestingly different. They're sharply displayed, you know, like, like the, the, um, guy who got kicked out of the mob and is the there's always a loose cannon loose in cannon, a gang of yeah. robbers yeah and mm-hmm. he's a good loose cannon i hate him he does a racist thing so we hate him for right. being racist like right. we get the stuff from him we know he's not going to make it in the end um he just got kicked out of the mob how do you like one of the things i liked about reservoir dogs is that there's a little bit about how you start putting together a crime like this mm-hmm. and this one is just like mm-hmm. These four people, how did these four people have, like, what were the meetings like to arrange all yeah. this? Because yeah. the- Loose Cannon must have been a dick at dinner when they were planning this mm. cr- this caper. Like, how did, I really want to know, how did the, like, racist colonialist uh, general, how did he end up with mostly innocent motorman who just wants to get back in the soap? Who came up with the plan? How did they draw it out? Mm. I just think there's so many interesting things that I didn't get to grasp my mind into. Instead, it was just like, these are fun, pretty pictures. This is a nice, fun, tight time. It's and pulpy. A little, yeah. It's a little yeah. pulpy. It's, all, it's a little pulpy. It's very good at that, but it just felt a yeah, little Yeah, I pulpy. mean, 
that's kind of one of the things I sort of really appreciated it, about this movie is that I think because, especially because, you know, since this movie, so many filmmakers have been like, well, I want to go deeper on this sort of thing. I want to take this basic template and I want to like dig into it. What I really like about this movie that I find refreshing, like I think if someone did this today, it would be considered refreshing is that it's like, they stripped away everything that you normally get in a heist movie. And it's kind of like this circular thing where like this movie comes out and for 40 years, you have filmmakers taking this movie and adding all this stuff to it, Mm -hmm. getting us to like kind of the current modern heist film. And I think if you took like the current modern heist movie and stripped everything away, that was not just the crime itself. And this is a day. This is what? Two hours in New York City, uh, in which this crazy crime happens, and that's the entire story. You don't get anything more than that, right? I think like that would be seen as like, oh my god, look at this like incredibly stripped down, elegant movie. They took all the fat of the modern heist movie and they stripped right. it down to its bare essentials. And I think like to me, that's cool. what yeah. I really found interesting about this movie is yeah. how little it gives you, how like much it is just. Like I said, this movie probably what only takes place over. I mean, at the end, it's implied a few hours pass as they're like going and knocking on doors. Right. But yeah, yeah. until then, it's almost like real time. It's pretty close to real time. Yeah. Um, just like this little like ninety minutes. It's really of tight. This chaos. It, it you know? does remind me a lot of like seventies pulpy things that I've read before or watched before. Mm. It just yeah. has that, and I, I'm glad you said the word pulpy because it really helps me like articulate. It, which is that it's cool and I like it, and I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to think about it very often after this. In a way that I do think about Dog Day Afternoon more. I yeah. think because oh, yeah. that like the characters in Dog Day Afternoon are so incredibly interesting, yeah. and the ending feels so powerful. Whereas the ending of this is like basically just a joke. It's a great joke, but it's it is kind shot. of a joke. Yeah, it's a great final yeah. shot, but it is a joke. And it is meant to make you like, ha I think. And not like yeah. really yeah. stick with you for a long time. Yeah. No, no. But, it, it, the, the ending is hilarious. The, that last yeah. shot is, yeah, I mean, it yeah. essentially just decides to be a punchline for the movie. I, yeah. For me, there was maybe a little more here than maybe for y'all. Because I liked, I one thing I liked about this movie better. Subway every day. <laughs> yeah, well, and guess what? It looks just like that. It hasn't changed <laughs> yeah. at all. It looks exactly the same. I was like, "Did when was this movie made? Was this movie made a couple years ago?" It was apparently it was in the seventies. Apparently, this movie was made in nineteen seventy four. But you need to tell some of these stops that. Um, God, I was in this stop the other day in Manhattan, uh, and it was just me and a friend, and no one else was there, and it was it was unbelievable. It was it was like any scene from this movie except imagine there's no one else around so you're like should we be here is a train coming like is this abandoned um anyways one thing i like about this movie as compared to dog day afternoon is how how it feels like there's a subtle critique of basically just um the nypd and like the mayor and like the the way it's not it's not a very in-depth critique because the whole movie is very pulpy but i just respect a movie that's about a tragedy where everyone involved in trying to solve it they're not really acting in good faith a lot of them are just using this as an opportunity to do stuff the mayor is literally like a rich man like lying in a bed being like oh I, yeah. a million dollars i i'm yeah. gonna have I to mean, pay a million i don't know should like i a, a king edward sort of vibe like yeah yeah he's got a he cold, has to be like convinced be fed grapes 
Right. This right. movie script is super funny. It has a lot of great jokes in it. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite is like the mayor's entire motivation is 17 more votes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like that is that yep. is why he wants Did, to save these people's lives. I think like, one of my favorite like jokes, and I can't remember who, whether it was the mayor or somebody else who was like, can we just give him this, the train? We have plenty more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we just so, got so a lot of trains. Care? Yeah. What do we care if there's one. another? Like yeah, they really the want Pelham one two three. Let them take it. We don't yeah, need let it. Let them have it. Let them have it. <laughs> so I mean, good. I don't know. I I like that. In in Dog Day Afternoon, even the 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 police are like, I don't know. They're like technically they're doing the right thing. I mean these they, like you empathize with the robbers, but at the end of the day, they are the sort of heroes of the story, and that they succeed yeah. in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, mean, I find. The, the way that the structure was depicted in this movie was more believable to me. And also I didn't have to deal with like being like, Oh, the, yeah, these cops are the good guys that I'm somehow supposed yeah. to be like, Oh, I hope they succeed. It's like, I don't I mean, know. I didn't care what, if anybody succeeded in this movie. Um, well, I just great news. wanted the sneezing guy to get away. Yeah. Nobody I really did. love that. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone except for Walter Matthau's character and even him to a little bit of extent is like, Everyone involved in sort of like the law and the bureaucracy side, their only concern is passing the buck as fast yes. as they can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Everyone, That's even tough. like the co- the cops who have to like get the money, the way they're like, man, we're gonna get fucking blamed for this. <laughs> yeah. <It sucks. laughs> like I don't want to be here. Like wh- I'm not gonna get shit for this. Right. All right. Yeah, and that's true. Like I like that. Everyone part of it. has that mentality to it, and I just think that is really, really funny. So I um, know this is this is true of Inside Man, and I suspect it's true of this too, where the original book was somebody going, "I have an idea for a caper." Like, I wonder if this would work, but I don't actually want to rob banks. I want to, I would, so it's easier to write a movie about someone robbing a bank than it is to rob a bank and the risk is much lower. So you just come up with a fun idea of like, this might actually work to get away with robbing a bank. And I, I feel a little bit like that with this, where this is like, I, I, the author of the original book probably was like, you know, this might work. Like, I have an idea for how you could hijack a, a subway and it might kind of work. And I, yeah, that, I mean, that's a fun thing. And I think we've all at also, some point sat around going, what would our crime, like, how could we get away with a crime? You got to think, you know, in the seven, late in the 60s and the 70s, um, like hijacking airplanes was such a common occurrence. Yeah, like, and it's 100% different than it is now. That's the craziest yeah. thing is like 9-11 ruined hijacking for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It used to be, I mean, especially in the 70s, 60s and 70s. Like, it sounds ridiculous to be like planes were getting hijacked all the time, but they actually were. There were a lot of them. And and the the official policy was just like, yeah, do what they say. So somebody would get on a plane and be like, take me to Cuba. And they, all right, fine. And then they would take you to Cuba. And then you get off the plane, and the Cuban government would like take them into custody, and we'd never see them ever again. Except for a hero and legend, D.B. Cooper, who we all stand. <laughs> Maybe the greatest criminal to ever live. Well, right. So DB uh, Cooper could have just written a movie, and he would still be alive yeah. today if he had had that brilliant idea for a, a caper, and then just made a movie instead of doing it. He might still be alive He's, today. We don't know. N- nope. But we do know. But also, that's like DB Cooper's is like a very good, clever hijacking where no one gets yeah. hurt except in this case him. But if he had written that as a movie, it would have been really solid. Yeah. There was um there was a real bank robbery where I think near Seattle like in the 80s or 90s where the person like put out an ad in the paper 
that was like, I need a licensed electrician, pays really well, show up in your in blue coveralls at this parking lot at this time and we'll hire you. And so then like 50 people showed up in blue coveralls at that parking lot at the time that he also showed up from robbing a bank in blue coveralls. So they were all like, I don't none of us robbed this bank. We're all innocent. Like there are occasionally like really good ones in real life. Um, and I, I like that part of it. It does appeal to me a lot for sure. Ezra, what do you think about this? I feel like you've been quieter. Yeah, this I'm, time. I'm trying to think How, through did it. This so movie, like, did, did it Kino for you? It so so did it slap I, your fuck? Mm, no, pass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, this was a weird movie because it felt like like it's like the first time I'd seen it, and yet I'd seen it a lot of times in different ways. You know, so like the mm-hmm. echoes a bit mm-hmm. more weird. Um, I think this was generally fun. Um, and I tried a thing based on a book I was reading. Um uh let's see was it called like four thousand weeks uh, like time management for mortals and it's basically saying like our our uh, attention uh, ironically enough is you know always hijacked by stuff and so it's like hey just do like see mm. what it's like to just do like one thing at a time and like you know cut off purposely all the other possibities of things and i was realizing like the thing i was missing from having that movie experience is just like oh i'm i'm actually only doing one thing at a time when i'm watching a movie in the movie theater right yeah and so uh yeah today i, I had it like actually uh, not on my phone, like sort of like, you know, like huddled, like, you know, like um, uh, in like a uh, like five minutes at a time instead of actually watching a movie as a movie. And that uh-huh. on its own is very good. I would recommend watching movies and only watching movies <laughs> at the same time. At, at you, normal time you speed. Did this without, wow. You didn't do it 10 minutes at a time while you were on a treadmill and it was a better experience? That's no, crazy. no, it was, it was, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's like they, they do some good stuff with volume and, and, um, and the screen sizes. Really wait, impressive. wait, wait. At this point in the show, you want to take a little time to recommend movies. Yes. Like the well, movies no, you experience that I haven't movies, been doing. Movies when you're not on a treadmill. Uh, well, I mean, treadmill is fine. But I think just, you know, generally like when watching, doing I mean, one thing at a time, I guess is what I'm really recommending. So whatever the thing yeah, is I mean, that you're doing, Ezra, just your, do that. Your thing is for the last few years, you've been trying to like... You know, just have Chris Nolan wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night. Yeah, I've been trolling him remotely. Just, yeah, he just, you just, your psychic energy of only like, watching like, movies on your phone at two times speed while on a treadmill. Yeah, like five like a, minute like, a, like the director intended. Yeah, it just it's like you're psychically blasting Chris Nolan somewhere yeah. in the you world. You know what's what's interesting about this argument though is like I know you're joking, Anthony, and obviously Chris Nolan's the wrong guy. But what we are suggesting is that Ezra is the reason Quibi existed. (laughs) That was literally Katzenberg going, you know who our target audience is? Ezra Fox. He's going to watch it for five minutes on 2x speed on the treadmill on his phone. Let's make a whole channel for him. Let's get him. I think they they, they did not quite estimate correctly how many Ezra Foxes there were in the world. They're not so many. Yes, I think they may have overestimated the number of views, uh, but I think that's what they were going for. Um, The last thing I think we need to talk about to make sure we really get a full version of this movie is because this movie is so much about the New York City subway system that I have called in an expert. Hunter, you're new there. So we got an expert on subway. Guy's been riding the subway his whole for a very long time maybe his whole life at least i know he's ridden the subway today so we have a very special guest we're going to bring him here in the next segment so stick around for that okay we have a very special uh guest now for a very special segment uh we wanted to learn more about the new york city subway and hunter you are too new you don't have, I have no the, idea i don't even barely know how it scratch the surface of this underground ask me, system like, what's my stop i don't even know what that means right it stops where does it stop <laughs> Have you just been tucking and rolling while it's still I moving? I just walk. I pick a direction. I walk in New York until I see a subway sign, and then I just oh, yeah. get in there. 
Yeah. Well, so we wanted to bring in a more expert person. We want to bring in a longtime New Yorker. So joining us, uh, welcome back to the program. Mike Kaplan spelled nothing like you'd expect. Uh, Mike, thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much. I am very passionate uh, about the subway system. Uh, I used to be a Blimpies man. Like growing up, I would almost uh, every uh, um, week get like a foot long at Blimpies. But since becoming vegan, <laughs> look how long I went without telling you. But I love <laughs> that Subway is actually one of the places that, you know, it's not my first go to, you know, in the city, but on the <laughs> mm -hmm. road. Uh, it's like a, it's a great they always have vegetables. You can always get lettuce, tomato, different kind banana peppers. Like I, I think I had my first banana peppers <laughs> so, at a subway. Uh, what's and, nice about subways too is that like they're hidden in places. Like you'll go into other stores and find a subway, which is oh, nice. Yeah. You can't do that with a lot of other places. Walk into a place and find something else, you know? Yes. It was my intention to talk about the New York City subway. No, Alex, this is better. System. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hijacking this subway conversation, Alex. Of and, course you are. Uh, I I really do want to. I I, I will be happy. Eat, to I'm going to eat a sandwich about... every minute until I get a million dollars. Subway. That that's what uh, all movies should be called, and they should all be sponsored by Subway. I I'm not I'm not working like for Gilmore. Subway. What's that? Like Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, I did have a Subway. Sponsored by Subway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I here's the thing is one time I did do a commercial for it was through Comedy Central. It was like one of the first paying like comedy televised things gigs that I was that I received. It was back in I don't know, must have been between 2008 and 2012. I don't remember, but I still have the videos, I think, on my website where they ha they wanted a comedian to uh, help advertise their they had a scrabble game the way that like monopoly used to be at mcdonald's that subway Whoa. was like that well, was their response was like if people scrabble? love monopoly what they really want is uh, their sandwich comes with a j yeah <laughs> i i don't remember how the game worked but i just they were just like can you write uh 30 second jokes about scrabble not even about subway i'm like yeah i love scrabble i wrote one about how <laughs> My grandmother taught me to play Scrabble and we played for money. If I won, I got a quarter. And if I won by more than a hundred, I got a dollar. And so it's just like, you know, slow inheritance creep. And <laughs> it was just uh, a, yeah. out, out, uh, like outwit, like tax, uh, like an uh, inheritance. Right, issues, right, right, right. You can give up to $3,000 in a gift at one time, but up to $5,000 in um, gambling Scrabble. on board games. Well, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, winnings. technically yeah. this is prize winnings. So that's yes, kind of totally different. Unless she was taking you, a dive. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I think I was better than her at it. She won sometimes, but I mean, she points would be as crazy. Well, so. Yeah. I mean, she loved me. So may, who knows? She could have been, <laughs> you know, an omniscient, divinely enlightened Buddha and was just like, it'll be fun for him to win more. The dollar me, it meant a lot more to me than it did for her. Yeah, uh, true. But anyway, the point is, I love my grandmother, and I was happy <laughs> to do this these ads for Subway because I love like telling people about a product that I actually engage with and enjoy. One time, I'm sorry to hijack this Subway conversation <laughs> and make it about a different kind of food, but uh, 
Do you guys know, so uh, there's a vegan version of Doritos called Beanfields. Uh, the Beanfields chips, they've got nacho, they have sour cream and onion, they used to have ranch, I don't know why they got rid of that, they used to have barbecue, they used to, they keep oh, going wow. through and getting rid of my favorite flavors, but they still have a ton of them, and one time I was interviewed in like a Veg News magazine, and they told, they were like, you love Beanfields? We should tell Beanfields about it, and then Beanfields sent me a box of just like 25 like big sized bags, I just took a picture of myself like scrooge mcduck swimming in bean fields <laughs> fake doritos also just recently found out there is a ver one dorito the spicy thai chili purple bag dorito is accidentally vegan incidentally or <laughs> coincident whatever it is co-accidentally uh coaxial cables hooking up to those are there vegan are sometimes doritos. vegan things like mike and ike's where it's like they would have loved to put cow in here if they could they afford it away yeah, this is only because they were forced to by the fact that these products were the most efficient for that product, uh, not because they actually care about it. So I, so I did an ad for or not an ad. I did a show. First thing I did during COVID first digital show that I got offered during COVID was also the, like one of the highest paying and it was for a vegan junk food company which i will not name because they're not paying me this time uh and also and they were like we're gonna do this big they had five comics they paid us all very handsomely they sent us two huge cases of the snacks before the show they did a big facebook live show three people watched that show and i know one was my dad just <laughs> no idea how to get and facebook live shows you the number of viewers so we're the whole time oh we're just like no one is watching this show you spent 10 grand maybe putting the show together for three people that's like three grand a person you're it, advertising it cannot Alex, be oh. is your dad an influencer he's influenced me in many ways i can't okay so clearly right oh, the yeah. circle is complete yeah influencer of one and also yeah. it's facebook live so you know the other two had to be russian bots there's no way <laughs> there's no way that <laughs> those bots three influencers. people well the Absolutely bots might not. actually be purchasing a large amount of uh vegan junk food but uh, I mean, I just, I just want to feel like part of the conversations. I've also done ads yeah, for vegan junk food. I, I'm glad that you did. And also, if they ever come back and ask you for any references, like I can, uh -huh. I can probably guarantee to double their viewership because uh, <laughs> I have a mom and a dad that I think would Whoa. watch. I don't know. Uh, I don't mean to flex on you. I don't know what your mom, dad, other parent situations might be. Yeah, yeah. non-binary. What have you? My my mom was was around, but not a fan, so she didn't watch. Whoa. Um, I want to go back to the Scrabble thing, Mike. Did you do you remember any of the jokes you custom wrote for Subway for Scrabble? Mm, that's a a great question. I think I I think I wrote one that I feel like is now. I I was not being disingenuous, but the idea was that they named their game about words something that is really hardly even a word at all. Uh, right. And then I think it is technically a word, and it, but it's like you know when's the last time you said Scrabble and weren't talking about like like scramble? Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like yeah, jumble. I think I might have been trying to say scramble and I messed up. Yeah, would be the last time I said it on not in the context of a game. So, and I know that there was some joke that I, I shoehorned in about Battleship, but I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But uh, I, I've also, I, I'm pretty sure I could go back and it, it exists. It's online and I don't feel, I, I mean, they are getting extra advertising now out of that original, like, I mean, not that I want a lifetime supply of Subway sandwiches. I think I've got, uh, I've, I have, I've had, if I've had all the Subway that I've ever had in my life and I never have Subway again. Dianu. I don't know if that's uh, a reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> everybody a Dianu person for for your yeah. listener? I don't know if you're you've got non Dianu listeners out there. Uh, there's a, a Jewish concept, a Jewish word, a Jewish song that uh, my here's a kind of a Dianu joke that I don't get to do that often for uh, very <laughs> obvious reasons. But my my previous understanding of Dianu was like it's that would be enough. Like even if we didn't, you know, if even if I never, even if I loved Subway the most, just I, I'd be, gr- I'm grateful for all the Subway, all the Subway that I've had, even just one, even the littlest bit would be enough. And then I was talking to a friend, uh, Zach Sherwin, another wonderful comedian and more, and his mom was a rabbi. So he grew up with more Jewish knowledge, uh, sort of, you know, flowing around him. And he told me actually, like even more specifically, it's not just that would be enough, but even like the smallest piece of the smallest piece, if even not the whole thing that we have experienced but just the smallest piece of what we have experienced like you know one tomato of a subway sandwich like of all the subway (laughs) sandwiches that i've then that would be enough and i was like oh wow so i guess i didn't have the whole idea of dianu correct (laughs) but even with just the smallest piece of the idea of dianu that i had i think that that was enough and now i'm glad to have even more dianu in my life but yeah so the point is uh i do think that those scrabble jokes uh i imagine they hold up i haven't watched them in a little while but uh yeah if you if you're curious uh i think the it's that'd be that'd be a funny show i think a funny idea for a segment of a show like uh, this will be your or our you know carpool karaoke with coffee or what have you <laughs> this is and, a breakout uh, segment for sure we're gonna stop traffic in la to do it <laughs> and, and that'd be great for the car portion of it absolutely and but the idea is to ask a comedian uh, about a joke that they haven't done in years and see if they can remember it and then put it side by side with like the recorded album or special version of it to see how like you you had a joke once about Scrabble. What, name name that joke like the opposite of name that tune like you get right. one note and have to sing the whole song and you can't. I, I I like that Dianu joke. I also, um, from being a guest at a Passover meal, yes? Yes. Seder. Yes. Um, uh, lovely concept and also extremely catchy song that still sometimes just comes into my head at non-Passover times. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll just be in the shower and it'd be like... Because it's just really bumping. It gets every everyone's involved, and in at least with the one I was. <laughs> everyone at. in the shower is involved in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people get involved in my showers. <laughs> well, I, just one of them would be enough, but I'll take everybody. <laughs> it, it is catchy. It's a real earworm. In fact, I I'm now surprised that I have a I have a joke I'm telling about the dreidel song <laughs> these days at times, and uh-huh. at times I've said like it's it's certainly by far the the Moby Dick of songs in the Jewish. <laughs> faith like what hey what was herman melville's second most popular book can you name any other i mean he probably wrote other things scrivener i was gonna say uh uh, billy bud is also up there but um so yes we can but maybe normal people can't but also yeah if if you ask a bunch of people to name herman melville works like there it'd be weird if they didn't go moby dick first yeah. No, that would be weird. Yeah, if you opened with Billy Budd, that would be strange. But also, this is why it's more fun to do stand-up where only you have a mic versus the other assholes around you, because we're contributing maybe not that helpfully. No, no, I, I <laughs> Your appreciate point is right. it. it is I the, think it's that's helpful. That's the best no, you're song. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And all I want to say is that I think I like the Dianu song better than the Dreidel song. Maybe mm. I've heard the Dreidel song too much. You know, maybe it's like, you know, got radio play. Uh, and maybe if You've I didn't hear it. You've had Dianu on the Dreidel song for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Dianu is also funny. the perfect concept to explain and then uses a callback for the rest of the day. It's very useful concept for that. It's, it's way more applicable than the, the other Passover song, uh, Had Gadiat, which is about a, a little goat, which is not super relevant in most people's lives. Most yeah, of the time. I don't have a, a mini goat song that, or I don't need to play a mini goat song very often. Maybe if I was playing uh, uh, um, with uh, the island board game, those are sheep. Never mind. <laughs> if you uh, just like soap yourself up in the shower, though, you're just like talking about the little goat as you're, as you're doing it. I feel like I don't that's like that. Awesome. I don't like where I like this went. This a lot. If people, so one of the reasons Mike is here today to talk to us is because you're doing a show uh, on June 12th at Helium in Portland. And I just want to say, if you're listening to this and you're like, is the entire hour about Jewish folk songs, yes or no? Oh, the answer is uh, it could be, but it's not. And it's not. <laughs> uh, the, the the entire here's what the entire hour is about: uh, the my my history with and hopeful improvement in life relationships, particularly a focus on uh, the relationship I'm in now with a woman who is not Jewish but loves Jewishness, and so oh. uh, because the whole hour is Great about news her for you. and. It is by me. It is not all about Jewish folk songs, but in some way, a lot of the hour is itself like the modern day comedian equivalent of a Jewish folk song. If that's the kind of thing that sounds like it would be interesting to you. And if you're like, I don't think I'd like to see that, then absolutely. It's nothing like that. Nothing about that at all. There are just some <laughs> jokes about Jewishness that are told in a Jewish way like this because I love my girlfriend. If we were um, to let you go right now, that would have been enough. But I do want one more thing before you go. I do want to come back briefly to the actual New York City subway system because you ride the New York City subway every day. And I just want to know what your thought pro thought is on how the, they would react today to somebody trying to hijack a car. I mean... I think, uh, great question. Uh, I did ride it today already twice to go to lunch mm -hmm. with a friend and back for this very podcast. Uh, I mean, there are so many things that go on on the train that I feel like most New Yorkers uh, or most people riding the train are accustomed to, you know, like uh, showtime, like, you know, dance performances. Yeah, where they, and, they hang mm -hmm. on the bars and they do a slow-mo dance. Uh, yeah. Yes, oh, are we allowed to like even, that, or is that like a giveaway that you're a tourist if you kind of like the dancing? I mean, you I really mean, have to feel bad for not giving them a tip when you just got a million dollar ransom, right? You're like shoving <laughs> Here's the money wanted, in your right? coat pocket, <laughs> and you're like, "No, nah, man, I don't have any change on me. I'm sorry, I don't. I I only have the big bills. I can't. I should just drive over one of the bodies that they're not going to strip down all the bodies of the money. So just like, look, our buddy got killed. You can there's, strip yeah, his corpse. There's a quarter of a million in here. Just go through his pockets. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like because they do the showtime thing a lot is like when it's crossing under the river and it's a long time between stops. So I feel like as soon as it's hijacked and you're like, we're going to be here a while. That's showtime immediately. Showtime. We got the full. Ver we're going to do the long version of the dance now because we're going to be down here for an hour waiting for this ransom. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, so I just I think that that's like I'm delighted when it happens I, as long as I'm like far enough away from their feet, because like right. I I'm like, who? where did they get trained? Like how how many empty trains do they do this on before they make sure that their feet aren't going to be where my feet <laughs> oh, yeah, is? Do you have a dance studio with a mock up of a subway Whoa. car where you can walk through the things without hurting anybody? It's a great question. I hope so. I assume so. I imagine are there wide varieties of skill level in the dance or are they all good? Do you see anyone who's like, oh, this this troop is like interning still? Mm, I, I think every troop seems like they mostly seem like they're good. Like some of them have extra skills, like to be able to like make a hat go from their head to their foot, then back oh, to like their that head one. out their hands. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like I'm impressed by just me saying that, you know, <laughs> that's what I can do. I can be like, wait, hat, foot, hat. Absolutely. Uh, I think that sometimes they do have like groups with like, you know, younger, younger people who are maybe more in training and they do more like dancing on the ground than spinning on the poles and hanging from the rafters. But uh, yeah. th this is all to say, like so many people, I I'm delighted by it. I look at them. I tip them. I I tried if I have, you know, dollars like I like to give anybody who seems like they need it. Uh, and, but then so many people on the New York subway become desensitized uh, and so just sort of shut down. I feel like if a train was hijacked, they would have to really like I, I've heard that Chris Rock like went in his comedy like he's like, I say things three times because people aren't always paying attention or they're ordering a drink or whatever or right. they're drunk or whatever. So he's like he says things three times. He says things three times. Not right. me. But uh, that's also <laughs> It's a it's a little bit that I I came up with, and also I think Andy Kindler might do a version of that that he he might have come he might he might be the originator of the make fun of Chris Rock saying things three times concept, uh, and I I bow to his uh, you know the superior or at least firstness, uh, and so the point is I feel like the hijackers would have to be as like more entertaining or more like amplified more like they'd have to take a, a page out of the Chris Rock book and out of the Showtime book because mm -hmm. people are so used to being like oh somebody's loud asking for something asking for money asking for attention asking for you know a million dollars or what have you asking <laughs> for me to be murdered if I don't listen to them like but yeah. oh yeah I've heard it just going home from work and so I feel like they really <laughs> have to it would take a lot to get the attention of you know the the most hardcore New York subway system rider Okay, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Mike. Uh, June 12th at Helium in Portland. That's a Sunday. And also all over the country is touring a lot. Um, even if you're not if you're not in Portland, go see Mike somewhere. Uh, MikeKaplan.com spelled M-Y-Q. The Kaplan, you're on your own. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, thank Mike. So it's much. always great to have you back on the show. Been a great pleasure. Hope to talk to you and see you soon. What a great segment that just was. Delightful. You've had a good time. I like Mike. Seamless. Uh, Seamless. Always fun to talk mm. to Mike. I will say Mike reached out about doing the show to promote his show in Portland. And I was like, obviously, you remember that you've been on the show twice before. And he was like, yeah, obviously, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. I remember that. <laughs> obviously, I know who I'm emailing. We, we talked to him back in like episode 200 something about um, Next, the Nick Cage oh. movie. And then we also talked to him in the 400s about um, when we were doing things that were not movies we were in. We talked to him about the Savage Lovecast podcast. Um, both of those in our archive. You can check it out. Okay, but now we got to do some business. First up 
we have to rank the taking of Pelham one, two, three from 1974 mm. in our master list of the best movies of all time of season five. So where do you guys put the taking of Pelham one, two, three on the master quality list? And what Can numbers you do you have to repeat? 10? So, you know, Oh, the top, whole top 10. Yeah. Top I think 10. That's, what I need. that's so many. Um, so it's right just, now, 10. literally it's it's 10. 10. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. 10, 10 is where we about have our quality line, I think. Right. So 10 currently is Life Aquatic, and then nine is Princess Diaries. I'm gonna actually keep I'm gonna go up slowly and maybe you'll you'll be like, oh, it's here's where it falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the cut is number eight. Battleship Patiemkin, Michael Clayton, greatest movie of all time, Apollo 13 is at number five. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is number four. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, then Edge of Tomorrow, and The Third Man at, is still in first place as the greatest movie of all time of season five. Where would you guys rank taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3? I am going to go out there and say, uh, was it Princess Bride and then in the cut? Princess Diaries Princess is nine Diaries. in the cut. Princess Diaries. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go uh, with maybe eight or nine. That's going to be my guess. Okay. Either one below in the cut or one after in the cut. I well, think I'm going to have to give, have you give me one number so we can do the math. Yeah, just, just do one. Pick nice one. New York movie. Uh, oh, Jesus. I'm going to do um, nine. Nine it is. Hunter, what do you think? I'm going to go above Apollo 13. Okay. I like this movie a lot. Number five. Number and f- I, I'm not laughing because you say that every time, but this time I feel like you mean it. I do actually mean it. Um, Ezra, what do you think? This one is just below Princess Diaries for me, so ten. 10 interesting um so i think so this is where it gets a little for me it's always a little bit messy because um i think in the cut is better than battleship patiemkin and they are in the wrong order so i think this should go between those two but in the other order but i think this is less good than michael clayton but i think it's more enjoyable than battleship patiemkin so i'm gonna say seven and i did not expect to be the second highest number on this panel yeah that's Uh, wild that is really interesting, but I think that is my honest op- opinion, which makes this 7.75 on average, which puts it at eight behind Battleship of Tampkin and ahead of In the Cut, which I think eight is the right number, but I think those two movies are in the wrong one. So, but it's ahead of Princess Diaries. Um, oh, I put the wrong one. There, there we go. Okay. Taking a Pelham one, two, three is now officially the eighth best movie of all time. Of season Hell five. yeah. Um, all right. Good the second, movie. The next order of business. We have a lot of business to do. Um, next up, Anthony, congratulations on your yeah. first ever points. You yeah. have now earned five big points. Before you tell us what's going to happen with them, if anything, mm. Ezra, can you give me an official score update, yes. please? Uh, Anthony, f- fourth place, four. Hunter, third place, six. Ezra, second place, seven. Alex, first place, eight. Ooh, intriguing. Anthony, you could be in first place now. You could jump all the way up to ninth if you betrayed your friends. It took a couple people to get you here. I don't know what deals you've struck. What are you going to do with your five points? I don't believe I actually struck any deals. Oh, and I shit. believe oh. really. I mean, definitely didn't strike. Well, you didn't strike any deals with me. I was assuming you did with Hunter. Yeah, yeah. You, you well, did strike a deal with me. It looks like he no, expected was, a deal. 
No, I mean, I don't think we had like a, a straight up deal thing going on, but I am oh, still going to give you points. No, listeners, you go uh, back to last yeah. episode. Maybe we did and, have and, a deal. We, maybe we did I have said a deal. that I, I didn't have a deal with somebody. We even he discussed the, the, point, tape. The, the point yeah. spread. We did it very quickly, okay. but we did do it. Well, I, I'm not working on like three hours sleep right here right now. Yeah, My memory's yeah. a little fuzzy. Right? Yeah, I had yeah. trouble sleeping last night. My uh-huh. insomnia has come back in a big way over the yeah, last yeah. week. I don't know why. It sucks. But I can't imagine I'm why the it, world seems really calming. Yeah, it's just very, very chill right now. Um, it's like the anyway, world right, well, is a giant points, jacuzzi. Anthony, what do you want to do? Um, what are you you doing? Know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Hunter two points. Oh yeah, and two I'm points. gonna keep the other three. That Perfect. sounds that sounds that's what we right. talked about. So I mean, that's a little boring, but I like it. Ezra, <laughs> Ezra, what does that do to our score? Well, we have a really close one now. So it's a barn burner. Uh, so tied for second, Ezra and Anthony. Seven points tied for first. Alex Hunter, Alex Hunter, eight points. So interesting, yeah. really yeah. interesting. All right, second order of business. Uh, good work. Second order of business. Anthony, that is your first score of the year. Crossing, mm-hmm. taking Pelham one, two, three off your list. What is your next target movie? Well, I had a question. Um, okay, are we redrawing today? We're going to redraw yeah. for the next order in a mm-hmm. moment, and we are also going to get new cards in a moment. Oh, oh yes. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna try to game the system or anything like that. I'm gonna go for a movie that I want to see. I've been thinking a lot about this. Nice. And I wanted to do something I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really considering doing David Cronenberg's Crash for mm-hmm. a long time, uh, but that movie is almost impossible to watch nowadays. Yeah. Not in terms of quality. Just like finding it is very, very difficult. It's not streaming mm-hmm. anywhere. It's been out of print for a long time. It's a great movie. I've also seen it before. I thought about doing Ang Lee's Lust Caution, which stars uh, Tony Leung, which might help uh, Hunter later. Uh, yeah, also another movie I've never seen, but might be a little bit tough to get to. But I'm going to back up. I'm going to use my category. Movie I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Never gotten around to seeing it. Heard it's very, very good. And I'm going to stick with my boy Cronenberg. So oh. I'm going to get one of the last movies of his I haven't seen. And that is Dead Ringers starring Jeremy Irons. Cool. Um, I do like I've I, I like always Jeremy wanted Irons, to see this but movie. I don't think I like Cronenberg. Um, That's crazy. He's a phenomenal director. Well, I don't. Um, I said I don't think. I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I think you'll like it. I think Dead Ringos is one of his more accessible. Isn't films he gross? Doesn't well. he do gross stuff? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's body gross. horror is yeah. kind of one I think of. I've decided I'm out this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think David Dead Ringos. That's what I said. I don't think Dead Ringos is one of. It's not like Existence or Videodrome or like Crash. It is one of his more tame kind of just character study movies. Um, I don't okay. think it will be that bad. So I'm going. All right. All right. More accessible Maybe. Cronenberg I'm, I'm, for you guys. Uh, uh, my schedule's just cleared up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Potentially. Me it, um, yeah, I just really don't like body horror. I, it's the worst. Um, yeah. Is there body joy or body com- uh Like, what's the opposite of body, body horror? Comedy, well, uh, and, like a Freddy in, Gu- or like a uh, American Pie. Yeah. In um in Crash, uh, James Spade of uh, fucks Patricia O'Leg's severed limb. Like nope. a severed leg. All right, I'm, uh, I'm so also busy like that body week. Sorry, joy. Anthony. Uh, uh, body that joy. is like yeah. a very joyful no. thing to do. Um, I don't think so. I don't care for it. Um, 
Well, you picked the movie. It. You definitely only you would pick this. So you go, go. That's true. Well, also, also, if if you I wanted help from me, that. Anthony, I picked Dead Ringos. I picked oh, a different sorry. movie. Okay. Jeez. All right. Sorry. Thank you for not picking Crash. Then I guess for, I do appreciate for that. I was considering Anthony. I was considering ending our feud, even though you've done nothing to appease me, and you were a real jerk for no reason. But I, once you scored your points, I thought maybe we could move on. Uh, but I do not want to help you pick this movie. I don't think I want to see it. Um, it's tough so, though because you also don't want to see Avengers. So you're gonna have to help someone. Oh my god! Yeah. This is the worst. I do want to see Happy me. Together. I'm all help about me. Hunter. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's order of business number two. Order number three. So uh, it's time for new power cards. It's been another couple of cycles. So we're all going to get new power cards. Here's the way this is going to have to work, though. I spent a lot of time writing this program that would shuffle up and deal power cards. And I never considered the possibility when I was writing it that you would keep some of them and get dealt new ones. And that is well beyond my programming skill to have done in this short of a time. So I didn't bother. So here's what we're going to do. I am going to... uh, I'm going to delete you as owners of the cards you have remaining. If you have cards, and I think a I have couple one. of your cards card. remaining, just yeah. write down on a piece of paper or whatever what your other card is, and yeah, you yeah. still have that card. That's okay. just the I easiest way no to do it. I have no idea how to find out where our cards are. So go back what, into the, into the spreadsheet tab? I gave you, the power cards, um, but and where, where click on the Anthony tab, and it'll show you your two cards. But I don't know where that spreadsheet is. Oh, oh I shared so it with you, so it's in your docs. Yeah, um, I got you, buddy. Uh, here, uh, we'll get you a link. There, there's that. It's here too. Oh, there we go. Although, wait, that Ooh. might be mine. That's fine. Just go to your tab and find Anthony. Look at your cards, and if you have one that's unused, I think you do have one that's unused. Um, yes, I, think I do I have one use both. Unused. Or no, actually, no, I have one left. What do I have? Oh yeah, I do have one. Yeah. I mean, we all have, I, we all used one, and then the other ones were not as useful. I think. Yeah, mine was like way too complicated to be. Yeah, well, to be fair. I have we have one added left one more. And I have thing. no idea what it means. Um, we have one new power card that's available. This was suggested by Patrick, and so I've added it to the list, which is called "It's Spaghetti Night." It can only be played <laughs> after another player has chosen a film. Their choice is now void, and instead they must pick a movie directed by Sergio Leone. Oh, that's fine. I love that. Yeah, that's a fun power. It really screws things up uh, and is also whimsical enough. So I think it's great. Okay, so everybody remember what your other card was. Okay. Because I'm deleting all of your cards and you are getting okay. two new cards. So you could have up to three cards. Oh, man. And you're on the honor system for that one. Did it work? Nope, it didn't work. All right, we're going to do power cards work. off the air. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it didn't deal any cards. And I clicked the deal the cards button and I don't know why. So I'm upset Let's just about pretend it. we got them, all right? Yes, Ooh, we'll just cool. Ooh, nice. Ooh, this is gonna <laughs> really good. Oh, why shit. does it not do anything? All right, My I'm gonna figure this out. Just give me ten points. That's crazy, right? That's two <laughs> OP, right? Um, I will deal these cards out. You'll get new cards next week. I'm so sorry. So without that, these. now it's time to redraw order. So it's the last of the month. We're gonna do one more, a new order. So um, we have uh, all right. So. One is going to be Amp. This is not the order. Okay. Hunter, okay. Ezra, Alex. Um, all right. So I'm going to get a random number generator. One to four. Put that over here. In theory, I could be sharing the screen um, with um, the, the people on YouTube who are watching on YouTube.com. But I don't know how yet. So going first is Anthony. Oh, Anthony, you're picking nice. first again. 
That's your third first pick out of five. Okay. Um, consider this at all. So you can go um, off of Pelham or uh, your... Or you can reset Kevin to Baker a choice. Kevin Bacon movie. Oh, yes. Going second is Ezra. So far, okay. this is exactly the same as last time. So, Anthony, then I have a proposition for you, if you want. Okay. I, yeah, this is the great thing about having Ezra around, is he did some of the math for you, probably. All right. So is it Hunter or Alex going third? It is Hunter. So Hunter Thank is going God. third. Um, yeah, you've been last a bunch. This is my first time being last. I will just say really quick, because I was my least favorite part of this whole show is um, having to pick a movie to watch because um, I hate decision making. So I just clicked on every person who was in this movie and looked at their filmography and was like, what in here looks like it would be worth watching. Um, I could have gotten in two moves to my movie, um, but it would have involved watching Food Fight again next week, <laughs> which would be the worst. Um, so I'm glad we don't have to do that. But there are some decent movies in here. And so I'm curious mm-hmm. if what you're about to do is going to pick any of the numerous movies that are one movie away that I am interested in seeing, including things like The Godfather, All the President's Men, On the Waterfront, Barton Fink, Hudsucker Proxy, and Air Bud. So all of these could be moved in one move, but it is Anthony's choice. Anthony... Let's hear. Well, actually, let's see what Ezra wanted to say first. Yeah, let okay, me hear so what Ezra was say. Yeah, so it, if you wanted to uh, reset to a bacon um, from this, uh, and you picked your choice of, I think, Hollow Man, Black Mass, Lover Boy, Crazy Stupid Love, or Super, um, then on my pick, I could get to uh, Avengers Endgame. Ooh. Or Avengers <laughs> Endgame will not be hard to get to, mm. by the way. Yes, it I is. Mean, that's, it will be very It'll be hard to get to thing. emotionally. It'll be hard to get into, but. Yeah, picking it won't be it hard the easy to get part. to. Yeah. Why on um, earth would you do that? I really did not think I was going to get it again first. So <laughs> I really did not put any thought in this. But yeah, I just my I have such bad luck with anything. I've never gotten first place in anything in my life that was random or drawn. So to get it more than once is three really out of five freaking me out. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but so uh going real fast looking through here i can do i could do psycho that would be a good one i think we did that not too long ago on the podcast though yeah so i'm gonna do a little callback to something Ooh, bad news bears oh yeah um but i'm gonna do something that should give everyone a lot of good chances to get out of here. It might not be what you expect, but recently on a Discord chat, Alex Falcone mm-hmm. said that a movie I really love that I think looks incredible looks like shit. And I need to prove him wrong. Oh, no. no. So, this never works. I just doubled yes. down. No, no, because this movie does look very good. And what we're going to do is we're going to travel through Lee Wallace, who plays the mayor in this movie. Oh, yeah, I know where we're going. Another movie in which he plays the mayor. We are going to watch Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Oh, God. One of my... Why on earth are we doing this? That's so cool. There's nothing less interesting than superhero movies, and Batman is the worst. This is is Batman. I'm in on this game. I like this now. In all honestness. Hey, hey, let me just, let me say something. In all honestness. (laughs) The only good part of Batman is when he breaks his back. Let him talk. This is 
easily one of the most important films in my life. Like to me, okay. Tim Burton's Batman okay. as a child is what made me understand. I mean, Tim Burton in general, I think, is a really great like child's first auteur. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard as a kid to wrap your head around what a director does. Tim Burton is right. We spent a year you you trying to explain it to me as an adult, and I couldn't answer it at the end of the year. (laughs) But this movie, Tim Burton's uh, for all of his movies are very important to me as a kid. But this movie, Batman '89, from the minute I saw it, it was probably my favorite movie till I was about thirteen years old, and I started watching more movies. Uh, I absolutely adore this movie. I could probably quote it line from line. I've seen it more times than maybe I've seen any other movie. I think Michael Keaton's incredible in it. Uh, Jack Nicholson's incredible, and the entire cast is phenomenal. The set design, the architecture, everything. Uh, Danny Elfman's incredible score. Yeah. Uh, but I have not seen this movie in a long time. Me, uh, me I'm too. very, very me excited too. to rewatch it. Like I said, I've never seen one this. of my favorite excited. movies. Alex, all of I'm these. Take everything you say very personal next week. <laughs> Dude, uh, all the things you've said, it matters to you. That matters to me. Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, cool. Tim Burton, yes. I'm on board with all of these things. And if it just wasn't Batman, I would be so on board for this. But to do all of that, to put all of that work into the stupidest superhero of all time, it's just really dumb. I hate this so much. Um, okay, whatever. We got to do it. <laughs> We're doing it. Tim Burton's We're Batman. We're doing it. That's how the game works, week. Alex. Um, Too bad. All right. I should not have said this movie looks like shit last week. I know. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't yeah. be well, here. Watch what you're making fun of next. Anthony, you, yeah. you do you have known me long enough to know probably not going to admit defeat on a podcast. So oh, for sure not. It's you're only going to just make me say it again and hurt your feelings again. Um, we have one more quick thing we got to do. It's already a long show, but we got to get to it. Otherwise, we will feel quadruply guilty. And also, I've used all the stings. We're going to loop back to the first one, but it's time to thank <laughs> Sean again. <laughs> week sean donated the show a while back and we did not we failed to give him a thank you shout out on the show and so for double guilt may he reminded us of that and as and demanded two thank you segments last week we did an incredible job that guilted him into donating more money to the show but today we have to do the second half and sean has asked for a round of random compliments and uh we're in a hurry we've gone so long that we're going to do this rapid fire we're going to go around the horn at least twice Everyone has to say a random mm-hmm. compliment for Sean. Um, I'm going to have whoever looks most confident go first. Ezra doesn't look it like it. Anthony's going to start I us out. I'll go, Anthony. Look. Oh, actually, let's Sean. do it. Uh, okay, Anthony, Hunter, me, Ezra. And then we'll go around a second mm-hmm. time. Anthony, random compliment for Sean. Sean, here's the thing. Especially after doing a show every week with these three beta cucks, I got to say, <laughs> I love that you demanded something. That's yeah. alpha as fuck that you yeah. demanded that we you give did. you two rounds of it. I Stuck think up that's, for yourself. It's bold. It's brave. Yeah. Look, and I'm saying this. Look, I'm the king of the beta cucks. I'm a spineless little <laughs> yellow belly coward. Would you say among the beta cucks, you're an alpha cuck? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm the alpha cuck. <laughs> but I just think, you know, especially I just, you know, it's a lot of passive aggression here. It's a lot of like passing the buck. Not demanding stuff, but I respect you, Sean. You looked Alex straight in the eyes with an email and yeah. you said, Motherfucker, you were going to give me two weeks of things. <laughs> yeah. And I respect that. Good so on strong. you, Sean. I want to Keep tag you onto this. I know it's not my turn yet, but I just want to tag onto this that I also admire 
that you bailed immediately. Those are the two things I like. I like someone yeah. who stands up to somebody and then who immediately feels guilty and pays Ooh. you more because of it. Yeah. I want someone who sends the food back, but then over tips. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. you to do you both. You messed up and I'm going to double down on proving I'm a good person. That's what I you think did, Sean. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Hunter, what's yeah. your compliment for Sean? Uh, yeah, t- yeah, uh, great daddy energy you've got here, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I want to go ahead and say... What a good attitude you have about these uh, fast, bad compliments that you're getting. Yes. You know yep. what I mean? Like these not very well thought, thought out compliments that we're just making up off the top of our head. You have such a good attitude about it. And that's what I that's love about you, Sean. So true. Alex, important Ezra. question. How does he yeah. spell his name? Uh, Cian. Okay. Well, according to Urban Dictionary, Sean is a guy that is amazing, funny, has a lust for adventure. Oh, yep. And his D is so long, it drags on the ground. <laughs> so, whoa. Hell yeah, Sean. Wow, that's a pretty solid compliment. It's almost not random. It seems almost really specific. Yeah, yeah it seems um, very specific, Anthony, that one. Round two, random compliment for Sean. Um, I watched a very good friend of mine named Sean get married this week. Yeah, and congratulations, It was Sarto. a beautiful, beautiful wedding, beautiful ceremony. And the amount of love that mm-hmm. was in it was so overwhelming and overflowing that my buddy Sean um, couldn't hold it. There was too yeah. much love. So he I peed. have a surplus of love right now for someone named Sean. And I'm going to put that all on this, Sean. That's you right, get Sean. a little bit of it. Wow. You, get, wow. you, get, you get as much as you can That's drink, big. buddy, because it is overflowing. Mm. All right? Um, that's crazy that's great but that's yeah, really really I love, that i love you sean i'm so happy for you all sean's i knew it was finally gonna happen yeah congrats uh, i'm talking to all sean's right now yeah all sean's yeah, everywhere i'm just yeah. so proud of you i mean you someone at this wedding described my sean as he is he's like when you put a mentos in a diet coke and it explodes but with gratitude that's him as yeah. a person. He yeah. is a walking Mentos and Diet Mentos, Coke gratitude. Diet Coke gratitude. And yeah, that's, I like him. that's you as well, Sean. Because it's yeah. in the name. It's on. It's the in person. the name. It's built in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it comes from that. All right, Hunter. Yeah, I want to get a little intellectual with mine. Yeah. Sean. <laughs> Sean has really great taste in film, and mm-hmm. I can tell. Not because Sean listens to this podcast. No, that no, would no, be no, no, this no, is a no, negative no, indicator. No, 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 no. But because Sean is at that level of confidence in his own excellent, wonderful Mm -hmm. taste in film that he can listen to four inferior, objectively inferior film people Mm -hmm. talk for hours and it doesn't bother him. You know what I mean? He's not annoyed by it. Us not being on his level of film aptitude. He's VHS. We're Beta Max. You know yeah. what I mean. We're, yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beta Max cucks. Is that oh. what you're saying? Yeah. Of uh, we, the betas, yeah, you're the I, max. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Um, for the help. I will say, yeah, we we def- my la- my last thing for you, Sean, is that um, uh, you know we mentioned your daddy energy before. I will say, in addition to that presence, that you also have a comforting energy about you in my emails mm-hmm. with you and talking about it. You do know how to make somebody feel warm and yeah. cared for. And I uh. feel that. Um, and I will actually give you a bonus. This is, I, I, that was my random compliment, but now a specific one, uh, because I'm, uh, cheating, uh, and you guys didn't have this information, so you couldn't have given this one. That's why it feels like cheating and it's not random, but Sean's, uh, username on Patreon is very funny. 
And you guys didn't oh. know that? You haven't emailed with him, so you don't get to know that? Mm. Oh, um, okay. But his display name, I will just tell you this, his display name is Sean, I didn't run out of space, you just didn't get the joke seat. Uh, that's ah, it. That's the which is a good, good. which is a good yeah, one. Yeah. It's very makes me laugh every time I see no, it. Also I, confused Sean. the hell out of me the first time. So, I don't like to start rumors about people, but I heard from a pretty reliable source not too long ago that his deed drags on the floor. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> that's so crazy. Did you hear I that too? Heard that. I, I just heard that. It's yeah. so weird. I just I'm like, wow. Ezra, do you rude? have one last compliment for Sean? Um, uh, I went to uh, another uh, emergencycompliment.com for emergency compliment generator, and people oh, are really thinking. afraid of you at trivia night. So I think oh. it's because you know the answer is not because of <laughs> oh, good. or because you're vaguely threatening. There's right. something about you at trivia night. I, I don't you look you like you know like stuff. A, or you wear a dangerous yeah, hat. You have a bad attitude when you lose. Let's go ahead and throw out a little. <laughs> let's, let's keep it on balance. You have a bad. You're a sore loser. Okay. Maybe, maybe you're a naughty boy and, and a bad boy also. <laughs> and we come back for donate more uh, next month. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah you Perfect. sinner. That, that is your segment, sinner. Thank you for, for hanging out. All right, everybody. That is it for the show. Thanks. This is a marathon. We appreciate you sticking around this whole time. Um, and I would assume that no one did, but you're listening. So you did. So you're also your D drags on the ground. Um, if you have thoughts on what we should do with a little bit of extra money, send us email podcast at readdeshweep.com. If you want to get doubly guilted, for donating to the show much too late, go to metreon.com, you dirty, naughty sinner. And wow. uh, we really appreciate everybody who donates to the show. Um, thanks to all of our meat buddies. Thanks especially to Hunter, who's getting the vapors from that. Oh, careful. Also, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ezra. I like that anyone on YouTube will see like all my various grimaces anytime a joke makes it uncomfortable. <laughs> It is true because you do, you do more uh, visual grimaces than audio grimaces. So well, it's because need... I, I don't I don't want to be anything verbally associated with like what has just gone down sometimes. But uh, I have it has to come out. <laughs> it has to yeah. come out. All right, and then thank you for being here, Anthony. It's great to talk to you. God, Ezra, your uncomfortableness totally floods my basement. Let me tell you, <laughs> it just really gets the juices running. <laughs> Just a face. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.